It has been a Wi-Fi struggle bus over here all day long, but especially as I especially as I tried to press record, I had some different things queued up, some different clips, and a friend suggested playing music at the beginning of this. So I had music queued up and the whole thing and ran through it, and the Wi-Fi was just so terrible that there was no possible way we were going to be able to use that. So uh, appreciate you tuning in. I'll be a bit late here on the East Coast, 945 Eastern, as we get this one on the books for the 23rd day of June. Levi's Beyond Yoga opens their first store. How can more non-traditional challenger-type brands be using out-of-home to capitalize on the retail renaissance? From consulting firm McKinsey & Company, busted five myths about retail media and what it means. My question is, does retail media even mean what we think it means? And oil prices fall as fear of a re- an economic recession surges. Deutsche Bank is the latest Wall Street bank to estimate imminent recession odds at 50%. All of this and more on today's Out of Home Insider Daily Tear Sheet for June 23rd, 2022. This is where I was going to play the music. There's this cool thing. Just pretend in your head, sing your favorite song. First to the Levi legging news. Can't believe that I actually just said those words out loud. Kind of tasted like a Bud Light lime. Sounded good before you tried it, but alas, here we go. Competition in the land of buttery soft leggings is about to heat up with Beyond Yoga making its first bricks and mortar move. The athleisure brand scooped up by Levi Strauss and company last year is opening a month-long pop-up in Los Angeles. It's the 17-year-old brand's first physical presence ever, and the company says it is the first step in a larger physical expansion. Besides its exceptional size inclusivity, which runs from extra, extra small to 4X, Beyond Yoga is best known for its four-way stretch fabrics that breathe, wick away moisture, and provide sun protection. Its space dye products are top rated, and to date, it's sold more than two million pairs of space dye leggings. That's a lot of leggings. It's four million legs worth of leggings. The pop-up will be experiential, allowing shoppers to experience its products, including dresses, swimwear, and maternity. And it's introducing a new color, Crisp Lavender Heather, exclusive to the pop-up. Michelle Waller, co-founder and CEO, said in the announcement that the brand is looking forward to continuing to scale the brand and open new stores at the end of this year into 2023. That's promising. At the time of purchase, Levi did not disclose the price tag, but said it expected Beyond Yoga to contribute about $100 million in annual sales. The high-end yoga gear company competes directly with athleisure giant Lululemon, which had $6.3 billion in annual sales. Beyond Yoga had more than doubled revenue while growing profitably over the past three years, reports CNBC. Levi's says part of the plan is to increase sales of women's products, currently about a third of Levi's business, to 50% of its total. I absolutely love this story. Everything about it. Levi's, it's a blue chip American brand, 169 years of history. They're continuing to think like an underdog, and they've made a commitment to punching above their weight in the category that Lululemon shoot created. So what can other challenger brands like Levi's Beyond Yoga do leveraging out of home to create a similar effect in a really tactical way? Well, for me recently, it's been thinking a lot about in-window advertising because now maybe more than any time since 2008, 2009, there's an overwhelming abundance of available commercial real estate. So while planning retail routes 
might be out of the budget. A pop-up shop might be a little lofty uh, above above a goal. Why not take over some store windows in key retail areas, create a bunch of buzz on social, activate a street team of ambassadors, content creators who love your brand and would love some free attention. Go out, punch above your weight, put something in somebody's window. We were working with a retail brand uh, recently that has a foot traffic objective, and we helped them measure and optimize for that using out of home. And they're opening an additional location on a separate side of town, the opposite side of town, in a spot that was kind of still to be determined. So we introduced the idea of wrapping store windows nearby to where that store was ultimately going to be, start generating buzz. And they really loved that idea. So that's one of the great stories we get to tell over and over again is how investing in our channel isn't only targeted, measurable, and ultimately effective at unlocking you know hidden value from the existing mix, but it's about how when you invest in our channel, it doesn't end up in the pocket of some billionaire tech oligarch. It's helping an entre- entrepreneur to cover the mortgage on investment they made in the downtown revitalization right before COVID shut down the world. The Levi's pop-up store re- story really got me to reflect on the underpriced power of in-window advertising for challenger brands right now. So hopefully that inspires something in you for your own business or for your brand. And staying on the topic of retail from consulting firm McKinsey and Company, busted five myths about retail media. But what does that actually mean, retail media? I thought I knew, but I was wrong. And afterward, it really got me thinking about place-based media. So let's unpack it. The piece reads, marketing budgets are flowing toward retail media networks, RMNs, as retailers from Amazon to big box stores to grocery chains capitalize on the shift to e-commerce. While offering advertisers unique audiences and valuable data insights to build new high-margin businesses, manufacturers and brands are increasing their ad spend on retail media networks because they offer unique, valuable audiences and provide data that measure ad effectiveness, thus helping to close the loop between ad view and product purchase. Despite this success, retailers and advertisers alike question the trajectory of retail media. How sustainable is the growth of retail media as an advertising channel? So let me stop there. What do you think retail media network means? Personally, I thought they were talking about networks of screens in retail locations like Walmart but that's how much of my perspectives changed since obviously diving headfirst into out of home. Uh, The next sentence goes on to emphasize the retail media networks other than Amazon. And that's when I started to realize, holy smokes, they're talking about digital footprints, not the physical storefront. Peace goes on to say that while Amazon is the leading retail media network by market share and advertiser usage, majority of advertisers have spent or plan to spend on other retail media networks as well. In fact, 80% of advertisers currently use at least one retail media network in addition to Amazon. So the second myth I found interesting in this piece was that in the context of yesterday's episode, the news about Volta EV charging stations and Catalina getting together to measure consumer package good sales left from advertising on the Volta stations in the parking lots of grocery stores. Check this out. While consumer packaged good companies are among the most bullish about retail media networks, with more than 85% of survey respondents planning on increasing spend in the next 12 months, other verticals stand out as much or more. Okay, hold on a second. CPG companies are more bullish about advertising to the online audience of their retail locations 
than they are about advertising to the real world audience that is literally walking into the store where they are sold, where they fought so hard to get shelf space. Now I get it. The phone is the new point of purchase. I get that. But if you're bullish on an online retail audience of where you're sold, then it is at least reasonable to ask the question, why wouldn't you consider that audience just as valuable in the real world? The answer is likely measurement. So Ashley Rappaport, congrats. Get dialing. The piece goes on to say that jewelry and luxury brands, consumer electronics and beauty products, for example, report similar planned growth in in retail media network spend. Overall, 80% of advertisers surveyed across the verticals plan to increase retail media network spend in the next 12 excuse me, 12 months and approximately 20% plan to increase it by more than 10%, while only 5% of respondents said they plan to decrease spend. If this isn't a more clear-cut case for place-based networks, then I don't know what is. There it is. Want to hear it again? Just rewind. Just play play it back as many times as you want to hear it. Clip it out, send it to a client, send it to a prospect. If your brand is spending on retail media networks on the internet, then please let me know because I have some friends that I'd like to introduce you to. And from market from Markets Insider, crude oil prices plunged as much as 7% on Wednesday as fears of an economic recession surge, while Deutsche Bank is the latest Wall Street bank to estimate imminent recession odds at 50%. Crude oil prices plunged on Wednesday as investors investor fears of a coming recession continue to rise and as President Joe Biden's administration called on Congress to implement a summer gas tax holiday. Crude prices fell as much as 7% in Wednesday trades falling to a low of 153 cents per barrel and hitting its lowest level since early May. WTI crude's price declined from its March high of more than $130 per barrel now tops 22%. A recession would lower consumer demand for oil as travel activity falls, which would likely lead to lower oil prices as supply is able to play catch up after a year filled with shortages. President Biden told Congress to implement a three-month-long gas tax holiday on Wednesday, which would temporarily suspend the federal tax of 18 cents per gallon and save consumers consumers about 3.5% at the gas pump. Biden also implored individual states to temporarily suspend their state-level gas tax as the summer travel season begins to ramp up. It's good news for out of home for now. Make hay while the sun is shining. Adding a point of emphasis to that news about slightly cheaper gas and the implications for more driving during the summer months and the benefits for the out-of-home industry is today's MotionWorks Marketing Minute. Hey, did you know that the number of people commuting to work on an average weekday was up 25% year over year in the first quarter? Expect this trend for at least the next quarter. Again, more good news for out of home, yet not out of the clear. So keep some powder dry. Ensure your operation is in order. You made it through 2020. You'll get through the road ahead and we'll be here 100% of the way. Make sure to subscribe and share this episode with a friend or colleague. That's how the show grows, and I can't thank you enough for doing it. Remember, we are the only fully connected native ad platform in the world, and marketers want to choose you, so give them good reason to.